back to your regularly scheduled programming of the No Brainer Podcast, which is now back to once a week on Fridays. My name's Jared. This is the No Brainer Podcast, where we take a look at some bad ideas in history and see if we can't fix them. I'm here with my co-host, too. Michael, that's me. I'm the co-host. Hey, we're back again. We're doing it again. We're doing it like the weekly thing, which is great. We're going to keep on it. Don't worry about that. We have topics. We have ideas. We have motivation. We have time. Time. That's the most important part about this is time. And so to start today, I think I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, issue a small apology. Uh, apology, huh? What you, you do, see, Jared? You see, over the course of three episodes of this podcast now, I have relentlessly talked trash about <laughs> the city of Cleveland. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes, you and, have. And so I guess my apology stems from uh it's it's almost more of a congratulations because guess what? Cleveland oh. did something right. Oh my what what could they have possibly have done? They finally did it. They've done something right. So the professional baseball team out of Cleveland, who has for 105 years been known as the Cleveland Indians, have finally decided to drop their very racist mascot. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> What was the mascot? I don't even know. Don't well, the Indians. Um, um, they they Indian. dropped the mascot himself in 2018, who was the... The mascot was definitely the very racist part. Okay. Uh, the mascot yeah. was Chief Wahoo. Uh, and yeah, in if you ever just Google a picture of Chief Wahoo, and he's this stereotypically uh, cartoonish, very dark red-skinned Indian with giant like buck teeth and one oh. feather in his head and yeah, yeah. They, and he's very red that is a very, that is, very red that's scary don't do that so yeah they they it took them until 2018 to get rid of him uh <laughs> as a logo but uh as of this week they've decided they're going to drop the indian's name as well just because you know it's in bad taste i like i i'm all for people like coming up with their own shit and being original but that one, that's not original. And how do you even come up with that? Why are you the Indians? What is the point of that? Yeah, it, I, it, it's and it's like a long list of names that kind of need to go at this point. I'm exactly. I'm glad Washington got rid of their they were the Redskins, which is again Redskins. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Just blatant racism towards Native Americans. Like the, <laughs> and one of the the newer teams in sports is called the Golden Knights. That makes sense. That yeah. isn't racist. Like yeah. why? Why do we have to make it about that? Right. Right. For uh, I was reading through. So this story uh, I saw it from the New York Times. But of course, you know, our president tweeted. Uh, oh no, what is going on? This is not good news, even for the quote-unquote Indians, because this is cancel culture at work. And I say, I disagree about that nope, strongly. I, I agree. We're canceling racism, and he sounds mad about it. <laughs> In, like the th Yeah, because the thing is, too, like, teams change their names all the time. Well, not all the time, but a decent amount. Yeah. Like, 
there was the I I think they were were they the Hornets before the New Orleans basketball team and they changed it to the Pelicans a few years ago. No one raised a fuss about that when they got oh, rid yeah. of one inconsequential mascot and replaced it with a new one. But <laughs> if we get rid of it for oh god a reason, it's cancel culture. It's, oh no, people don't like that we're being racist. They're canceling us. Well, yeah, no shit. It just doesn't make any sense. People are still going to go watch that team. They're still going to know who they are. There's no reason to have such a blatantly racist name to go with it and say, that needs to be the name, otherwise this is destroyed. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. So Cleveland, uh, I I think they said that they're going to take like a year to transition. So whether they go, I really liked Washington's route where they just dropped the nickname completely for this year. They're just the Washington football team this year. Oh yeah, I mean that would not be a problem. Yeah, and then next year they'll they'll pick a mascot. Really, that that was kind of a genius plan because they get to sell Washington <laughs> football team gear this year and then resell to those same people the Washington whatever they pick next year's oh, good <laughs> gear. Point. Oh, Jared, no, I I know what they should do. They should make a online poll and have people suggest names of what they Ooh, should be. <laughs> there is no way that could go wrong in any way. I think that's genius. There's Whoa. definitely not a no-brainer podcast about that already that didn't go wrong. Nope, couldn't wow. be. Yeah, man, that would be great. And we could totally do a bit right now where we come up with new mascots for the Cleveland uh, Indians that aren't Indians, but I don't want our show to get canceled when we come up with really, <laughs> really bad mascots as a joke. Um, True. So we could, I mean, they could be like, ooh, I've got it. The the Cleveland PS5 scalpers. Oh, oh man, that's sensitive, Jared. That's really insensitive of you. Mm. Uh, the Cleveland cyberpunks. <sighs> Cancel it. Cancel it. Nope. Cleveland, I'm just looking around my house. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor's. Ah, shit. The Cleveland Eleanor's. The Cleveland Uh, LaCroix's. And then they could just sell water. Exactly. Hydration is important. They're doing a service now. Yeah. Yeah, they could go the soccer team route and just put, you know, logos on the front of their their jerseys. Honestly, I like that a lot better than... Just truly sell yourself out. Just make money. Why not? do it i mean it's sports it's literally the only reason it exists at this point that's true uh cleveland clobbers coming to a stadium near you uh, cleveland clobbers i mean they're clobbering the ball right <laughs> and that? their mascot jack clobber and it comes out <laughs> and it's the chief wahoo costume but they just put like a mask on him oh god or they didn't want like to a- spend more money on a new mascot so they they just uh made some modifications Oh, my God. All right. Um, is that a topic time? Do you have a topic for us, Jared? I do have a topic. Let's jump into that. Okay. Well, it's a holly jolly Christmas. Ooh, I like it's this one, Jay. the best time of the year. Oh, yeah. Dashing through the snow. It's uh-huh. Santa Claus. He's coming with toys. My topic's about toys. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I thought I was, it was about Christmas for a second. I, it's sort of, I mean, it's sort of Christmas, right? So Christmas means toys from Santa. Um, True. And I was trying to think of a Christmas song that had presents or toys in the lyrics. And off the top of my head, those were the first two songs that came to my head. And neither of them mentioned toys. So uh, <laughs> toys. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, that's a little rough considering there's a lot of them. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, we're getting we're getting close to that toy time, and I'm going to talk today about some toys that your child should not find under oh their tree. Oh my god, I love this! Oh, why did I think of this? Oh, so uh, yeah, let's take a look at some of the worst slash most dangerous toy ideas of all time. Hell yeah! These are in no particular order. Just kind of, I I didn't want to list there. them. There's there's just some good ones here. Okay. So, number one, we're going to start with toy guns. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, a weird topic. Yeah, so uh, besides the inherent danger of just looking like a gun and shitty cops will shoot kids for having one with, even with the orange tip on it. Yeah. Um, sorry, politics. Um, but uh, there's also the danger of things like Nerf, which, of course, you shoot people in the eye and that causes injuries. Ooh. But one toy gun stands tall among the rest as oh. the most dangerous... Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Is it an airsoft gun? No. BB gun? No. What? Reason being is those are not technically toys. Those are marketed as actual True. like rifles and stuff. And so is this one, at least nowadays. Uh, so this is called the Austin Magic Pistol. <laughs> the Austin Magic Pistol. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Now, this one does not look like a real gun at all. It kind of looks like a space gun. It's like red. Um, it's designed to shoot ping pong balls, so it's got a really big barrel. Uh, oh. And it was only sold for a short time in the 1940s. What? So it shot ping pong balls. What could be the problem? Yeah, you know, so those are still around today. I've, yeah. I had one growing up, a, a ping pong ball shooter gun thingy. It, I think it used a spring or something like that to shoot the ping pong ball. Um, but no, the Austin Magic Pistol was not magic at all. It was actually science. Ooh, I like science. Because to fire the uh, ping pong ball, it would have a reaction between calcium carbide and water. Ooh, that's not smart. I mean, I don't know what those things do, but having a chemical reaction in your toy gun just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it's basically the same reaction that happens in a bullet. Um, so it sets <laughs> off a chemical reaction. It fires the ping pong ball and releases a puff of smoke, muzzle flash and all. <laughs> what? I want one of these. It was a literal firearm. <laughs> <laughs> That's now, even still, ball. it's a ping pong ball. So like it doesn't fly fast enough to be harmful just because you can't really get a ping pong ball to fly that fast. Mm. Um but the real danger came in as if if it got wet because oh. all of the calcium carbide would go off at once and oh, it would explode. No. Would that like blow off their little hands? I don't I don't know how it did. I couldn't find any information about how powerful this explosion would be. Huh? But I, uh, I... yeah, it was enough to not be sold for very long. And so the Austin Magic Pistol is now like a highly sought after collector's item. Dude, yeah, I, I legit want one. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> uh, great. there was a video I found online of someone shooting one and it does look really cool. There's like a legit muzzle flash and everything like a bright flash where the ping pong ball comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should have just done some actual like magic looking stuff not actual gunshots <laughs> yeah it was the 1940s though kids were different back then yeah they they could handle it yeah totally <laughs> so yeah toy guns first on the list second is just magnets oh man sizzle rocks remember those 
Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, would definitely so fall annoying. under this category. Because so um, uh, anything with magnets are incredibly dangerous because kids can swallow them small parts. Um, and if they connect on the insides, it causes lots of damage, which oh. is disgusting to think about oh, and how yeah. painful that could be. Dude, so, like, as a kid, like, sorry to interrupt you, but like as a kid... I could imagine just someone stupid, or some kid, not even a stupid kid, just like a, a curious kid who swallows one magnet and is like, okay, I'm going to put the other one on my stomach and just see what happens. Yep, and uh, it's very, very dangerous and gets you in a lot of pain. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, some examples were something called Bucky Balls in 2009, which were these very tiny metal balls. I it, it said they weren't a toy, but I don't know what their purpose was. But they got recalled in 2012 after 1,700 reported emergency room visits. Jesus. Uh, there was also the Barbie and Tanner in 2007. Uh, Tanner was the dog companion to Barbie. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was trying to teach safe pet uh, care. And so the dog could poop. Um, and for some <laughs> reason, it came with a pooper scooper that had a magnet in it that came loose really easily. You you gotta you gotta make it easy for the kids to clean up, you know. Yeah, and then they ate it, and then <laughs> got hurt. Um, so yeah, bad all around. Um, and then another one was Magnetics building toy in the mid two thousands, which I had some of those. It was oh, kind of yeah. like a Lego competitor, but you know, magnets. Yep, I do remember those. So yeah, anything with magnets. Kind of a bad idea for kids. A no-go. Uh, don't give kids stuff that they can swallow and then hurt themselves with. <laughs> definitely, definitely that. Uh, third, we've got Sky Dancers. Sky Dancers? What in the... What? Basically, what it's like you have your little princess doll, um, and then you turn it into a Beyblade, um, oh. but it flies. So okay. yeah, you have these little princess dolls, and then you pull a cord, and the princess like soars through the sky um Um, impalement is a problem in the eye yeah just right into the eyes yeah um or into the fire if you've ever seen that clip from america's funniest home videos where a girl gets one immediately goes into the fire that Um, was hilarious but yeah injuries led to a recall of 8.9 million of them in the year 2000 that one i don't know man that seems insane but yeah it It was just hard plastic that could hit children and cause cuts and just, yeah, dangerous. And I I think that one's probably a lot of bad press, too. Like, yeah, we're going to stop buying them. So understandable. Yep. Uh, Fourth, um, I I decided to make a category just for the tours for, for the tours for the toys that we ignore as dangerous, despite clearly being very, very dangerous. Ooh, I um, like that category. So, like, the things that are still around that everyone just pretends is okay, like slingshots. Um, <laughs> yep. Where you just, you know, shoot things at people. Shoot uh, them. I, I put skateboards in this one hesitantly because I, I like skateboarding. Um, but uh, it's still dangerous to get a kid if you're not going to teach them how to use it. Yeah, um, you could. they could literally just crack their head open and that's it. Yeah, yeah so yeah, definitely keep an eye on kids on skateboards. Teach them how to use it, you know. All that. <laughs> and the last one in this category is trampolines. Yeah, trampolines have been like a, a hot topic for some time, I think, where just how do you make it safe? Because everyone loves them, but they're not safe at all. <laughs> There's no way to make them safe either. Like thousands and thousands of injuries every single year. <laughs> I've and I rolled so, my ankle still on, the shelves. on one as a college freshman and they're oh. 
They're not fun. Like, well, they are fun until you don't have fun. So if you have bad ankles, avoid trampolines. <laughs> Kids are dope. All right. Oh, so, man. uh, fifth on the board or on the uh, on the topics here, we've got hoverboards, the hit toy of 2015 slash 16. Oh my god, I forgot how big those things got. Oh my yeah, goodness, I don't get why. I really don't. Um, so yeah, yeah, they were similar to a skateboard where you, it's just very easy to fall and hurt yourself. Um, 27,000 hospital visits in 2015 slash 16, uh, with about 40 percent of those being fractured bones. Yeah, I I saw a lot of clips where it's just some dumb kid messing around in one of those, and he just like takes out a wall or takes himself out by hitting something too hard. Yep, yeah, pretty uh, much that. Good. And then Adults there was also the huge not just kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Honestly, stupid adults on this list, just as Big bad time. as the kids. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a huge scandal of hoverboards catching on fire from faulty charging cables. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one story from 2017 where that led to a house fire, which killed a three-year-old kid. So very sad. Oh, no. And dangerous. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> so I remember that that story coming out, too. It was the Christmas 2016 that and they were like, these can catch on fire um, from charging them. And then in like two months later, yeah, it happened. So Jeez. That's horrific. So yeah, hoverboards make the list, and we have one final toy that mm. is probably the most infamous on this list. I think a lot of people know about this one and think about this one when they think about dangerous toys. Ooh, what is it? We got lawn darts. Oh my god. <laughs> the sharp darts. object that people could throw up in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's Smart. the game was simple. You have jumbo darts which are metal spears ranging from 1 to 2 feet long. <laughs> you throw it in the air and they come down and stick in the ground or your friend. Oh, uh, the goal uh, is to have them come down in a ring that you've tossed some distance away and the danger is completely obvious. Oh, man. this is like one of those things where I I don't want to not give like anyways like you see this toy it's obviously supposed to be a toy but you should immediately think how can this be dangerous considering that kids are going to be playing with this thing and they're not going to use it for its intended use ever no (laughs) yeah it 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 should be very very obvious but you know money's involved so the toy came out in the 1950s and saw its first ban in the 1970s uh, but a settlement allowed them to keep selling them, but they were not allowed to be labeled as toys or in toy stores. So kind of the same thing you had mentioned airsoft guns at the beginning. Um, yep. That's kind of the, the workaround that they got. But the final ban came in 1988 after a man whose seven-year-old daughter was killed by the game launched a campaign to have it ended. Uh, he succeeded and the company, urged owners to destroy their sets. Oh, dang. Destroy your lawn darts, everybody. Yeah. So uh, in all, three children were reported to have died from the game, while thousands of other serious injuries also were apparent. I wonder what's more dangerous, trampolines back then or lawn darts? Honestly, I think trampolines. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say trampolines as well. But I just if if that if that guy went that far and succeeded that much, you would think that maybe lawn darts were a killer. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I. I think lawn darts can go. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth any any. It's can't. It's not even that fun. Come on, play play something else. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like the, the danger with a lawn dart, though. Like I think is much higher 
than the danger of a trampoline. Like, yes, you can fall and really hurt yourself on a trampoline, but like you get hit by a lawn dart and yeah, you're bleeding and you're, you're impaled you're and, definitely or dead. Yeah, you're definitely risking something with a trampoline. Maybe you just really hurt yourself and you need to take a month off or something. Break an months. ankle, break a leg. You know, it's yeah. good for you. Whatever. It's good for you. Builds character. <laughs> oh, man. Those are some uh, very uh, messed up toys. Yeah. So uh, be careful what toys you get this year for Christmas, chillins. Yeah. Realize your kid's capability and, and, and try and not get them killed by your own stupidity. That your would be kid's a- capability. If your kid's <laughs> too stupid to handle this dangerous toy, don't get it for him. <laughs> we shouldn't have to tell you this, but we are. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. So, uh, do you did you bring a topic this week? Oh, I'm bringing a topic. I thought you were doing two. Well, this is awkward. Okay, yeah. Let's jump into my second. <laughs> Jared, yeah, do your other topic, quick. Um, um, um. <laughs> Lawn darts two, the sequel. Bad idea. Um. Okay, Jared, you're canceled. I'm doing my topic. Stop, stop. You're that, done. That being said, though, like there are legitimately people that I saw this when I was looking up lawn darts that love the game so much that they have workarounds where like you buy the individual pieces online to put your own set together. <laughs> Just I, sure. If you really love it that much and you Just want to be a rebel, <laughs> make black market lawn darts. Sure. Black market lawn darts. <laughs> black market jarts charts man okay <laughs> all right okay so my topic is one me and jared know pretty well and i'm sure you guys do too at this point hopefully because it's everywhere in the video game world and that is cyberpunk 2077 oh, i'm so hyped for that game that game is gonna be the greatest uh, game that's ever been made ever 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 there's no way it could ever let me down ever Oh, I said every single gamer out there. Oh, no. So Easy Project the, Red can't do anything wrong. They've never done anything wrong. They have The Witcher 3. Yeah, that definitely wasn't broken when it first came out. Not a bit. No. Oh, no. Okay, so for those uh, unin- uninformed, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is an open-world RPG set in a dystopian world where technology and humans are combined to a frightening degree, and it is really frightening sometimes. Very frightening. Jared. Is it frightening? Tell me it's frightening. It's, it's, it's the real future. Um, so, yeah, it's frightening. Yes, we could be living this in about 50 years if we're not careful. But, uh, yes, yeah, Cyberpunk was developed by CD Projekt Red and was one of the most anticipated games the industry has ever seen. And I mean this 100% most anticipated game ever. Just, I, I believe. Yeah. It was on the top of everyone's most wanted game list since like 2013 when it was announced. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh-huh. It, it and it all started in 2016 when the game entered pre-production. So they announced it like you said Jared, it was actually way back in in 2012 and then they started pre-production in 2016. Which is this, very confusing because they just sat on they were like we're going to do this. We're going to wait yeah, for years. I don't know what they could have I guess just Witcher got in the way, but they wanted to talk about it. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it started. they started pre-production in 2016. They put a commitment the, ring on it. Yeah, which is not a good idea in video games. Just saying. Uh, the game started with like 50 staff members, and it kind of started after the last DLC for Witcher 3, which was a hit. 
like in the end, people loved it. Everyone like gave credit to CD Projekt Red for making a good game and yada yada yada. But uh, eventually, production ramped up, and the Cyberpunk dev team surpassed the Witcher 3 team. Bigger team, almost 500 people just working day-to-day to try and bring this ambitious title to life. That's a shit ton of people. That is so many people. That's a ton. And that's like that's like four years of working on a game, 500 people. That's just insane. And the game was originally announced for PC only way back in May 2012, with three trailers released throughout the years, and eventually the announcement of the console version at E3 2018. So, yeah, uh, announced the game for PC in 2012, start making the game in 2016, and then say, yes, we have a console version in 2018. This is just a weird timeline. It is such a weird timeline for a video game because usually games get announced like a year before they come out, like at most. So that, you know, you can kind of temper the the, the, the hype train a little bit, prevent it from leaving the station too much. Only the most anticipated games, I would say, get announced more than two years out from their from their release. Like, yeah, uh, like, like Elder Scrolls games. They always get announced well before they're ready to go. But I don't know. People people love that shit. It's not good, though. It's not good. In uh, in August of 2018, so that's basically the same time that they announced the console version, they said, or CD, CDPR said, that uh, it is, in fact, built for the PC and PS4 and Xbox One from the very beginning. So they said, okay, we're going to make this game for these consoles from the very beginning. We're going to do it. Uh-oh, I smell trouble. Uh, yep, and and by that time when they announced that the game was going to be on consoles, they said, "Yeah, and the game's main story is completely playable start to finish. We can you can go play it at our studio if if you have access to it, of course." So yeah, they, they seemed confident at that time and in, in 2018. Ki- kind of odd knowing what we know now, but uh Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and along with that confirmation, they also had a 48-minute gameplay that was recorded on a PC with uh, specs that matched the previous consoles that I mentioned, the PS4 and Xbox One. So people were like, okay, this is probably a little better than what it's going to look like and play like, but at least it's close to what we're going to get. Right. And and the video looked impressive and, and pretty promising. I watched it over just, yes, or just last night, and it looked fun. I, I recognized what they were doing, where they were at. But during the video, they said over and over, at least four to five times, this is a work in progress and may not reflect the final product. And I got to say, that absolves them of pretty much a lot of things. But in the end, companies need to stop doing that. They need to break these things out. Stop over-promising and under-delivering. Yeah, it's not helping you. You're not getting anything out of this, this like press for the game besides just ending in disappointment. I guess I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not helpful for anything. But um, uh, by mid 2019, so a year or so, year or no, like half a year after uh, after they announced that I was finished, the main story was finished. Uh, they completed the entire game and they decided, okay, the game's done. Oh, we're just going to do some polishing, uh, get the rough edges like all cleaned up. It's going to be good. Then at, at E3 that year, they said, okay, guys, April 16th, 2020, that's when you're going to get to play this game. Jared, and then they made the hype even worse. <laughs> Jared, did you play this game on April 16th? No, I didn't. You didn't? Oh. No, no officer, I didn't. 
<laughs> Why not? Why not? It wasn't in my hands then. Okay. okay. Did you play the game in September, which they delayed to September after that? Did you play it then? No, officer. What? Did you play it in November when they delayed it even further? Officer, I told you I didn't play the game until last week, okay? Uh, last week? Okay, so they finally released the game in December of 2020, despite having an initial release date of April 16th of 2020, and saying the games the game was completed in 2019, mid-2019, and they were just polishing up things. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were polishing <sighs> I don't know either. I don't know either. It's I, man. We can get to our our testimonials at the end. What you and I think about the game and, and yeah. what might have gone wrong. We go, I'm sure we got ideas. I'm sure we got ideas. We're the, we're the idea we, guys. Yeah, we're the idea guys. So they they had the announcement. They did the delays, uh, and then in March of 2020, a little thing called COVID-19 happened, and the team was forced to work from home to continue and complete their polishing of their highly anticipated game. An entire year of polishing something that is complete. It's gotta be good. Gotta be good. Gotta be good. Despite only needing that finishing polish and the company disavowing crunch time, employees finished their dev work and were still in crunch time. Ah, why? Why do that? Huh, I wonder. They're still in crunch time, but they're telling everyone that everything's fine. Yep, everything's finished. We don't like crunch time. We're not going to do that. That's bad for us, guys. Crunch time. We're going to do it now. Not smart. All right, All right. I bought us a couple hours. Go crunch. <laughs> Go crunch. Yeah, so they, they did the crunch time in the final weeks before the game was handed to manufacturing in October. So by October, October... They're hands-off with the game that is going to be on the disc. But, of course, as gamers, you and I know, they're they're working on patches immediately after that. Yep. They're not waiting. They're not waiting a second. So, um, <sighs> even more troubles, even more signs of trouble, I should say, uh, sprang up after the delays and the backpedaling on tr- crunch time. CDPR did not allow any gameplay that wasn't their own to be shown and only allowed the PC version to be reviewed. Why? Well, I think we all know why. It's because the PS4 version was too good, and they didn't (laughs) want people to get too hyped for the game. They wanted to keep hype down. You're actually right. Yes, the PS4 and Xbox One versions were so damn good, they didn't want to overhype the PC version because it was so bad. No, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, it's kind Uh, of opposite. Um, Yeah, as you can imagine, the game was probably not in a favorable, favorable shape on anything but the PC so, um, yeah, not good. So the game came out. Uh, it required a 45 gig patch on PS4 at least, and another, another. They had two day one patches practically. One was a 45 gig patch that like reviewers got when they finally got their hands on the PS4 version, but that was like after launch. And then they had another day one patch of 17 gigs in order to just deliver the game that we are playing today, which is still like it remains a rather poor representation of what the game should and could be, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, but but the fans jumped up a lot of features that simply didn't exist and some that couldn't exist due to never being announced to promise in the first place. That's there's a lot of that going on around around cyberpunk. I heard that in this game that you could get your own pet, and if you didn't feed him, that he could he could run away, and then he had to go on a mission, go and find him. <laughs> uh, you yeah, heard I can't that, believe, huh? 
they promised that feature was going to be in the game. It wasn't. <laughs> well, yes, yes, things were uh, things were a little overhyped. Some things were not were promised and did not seem to be present in the game, which sucks. Which sucks, and it combines with an overly poorly performing overall poorly performing game with bugs galore. It was just. It was looking to join the ranks of No Man's Sky, another famous video game, for being buggy, unfinished, and overhyped to all hell. Sad story, that one. Um, yeah, so CDPR is in full damage control mode at this point. They came out days after the release and said, yeah, we should have focused more on making the game run on anything that wasn't a PC. Sorry. Even though, like they said, they said this fucking game was was optimized for consoles from the beginning. That couldn't be fucking more wrong, no. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't. And they, they said that the patches were in the works to make the game functional and complete by February of 2021, which is okay by me. As weird as that sounds. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm happy to be playing this game right now, even though it is a buggy mess and it probably right. wasn't finished. It's an early access game and it that's what it should be labeled oh as. Oh my gosh, that's true. It like, performs like one. On it performs like an early access game and that's what it should be called. And it's, it, yeah, uh, it's def- like, because the bones are there, right? And it, yeah. it's it's got the potential to be a good game. There are definitely some huge issues that I have with it. I think my biggest issue is just the absolutely horrendous uh, NPC AI. So non-playable characters, artificial intelligence. So basically like the, the fake characters that are around you in the world just don't act like normal people like at all. Yep. I, I, uh, I, I bit off a little more than I can chew when I thought about this game. Like a lot of people did where they just assumed things were going to work this way. And I was like, okay, it's uh, it's in a city. It's open world. I'm thinking GTA. Maybe the cops and the people are going to react to me in a in a realistic way. Not true. Not true yeah, at all. Grand Theft Auto is a perfect comparison to that because, like, Grand Theft Auto is that open world game where you know you steal a car and then the cops come after you and then you do a whole bunch of other stuff and the stars go up and the cops keep chasing you. And then this game tries to do it. And so, like, for example, you steal a car, you pull someone out of their car you throw them on the street you grab their car you get inside and you drive it away and then suddenly the cops literally spawn behind you so literally appear out of nowhere behind you and then you turn a corner and those cops disappear out of existence and you're no longer (laughs) wanted and you're you got away scot-free for with stealing that car yeah it it doesn't make a lot of sense like as as crazy as that sounds i did see someone test like what the cops will really do just to get to you and he got up on the highest building he could get to and shot someone down in the street and people the cops literally spawned on the roof with him there is no ai for the cops no. past spawning on you and shooting at you and that is it that's all they do and then you run a block and they're gone yeah and then they have no way of chasing you apparently even though oh man that's another thing about this game. The The in-game world sets up a lot of what you would hope would happen in the game. And one thing in the beginning was they talked about how some crime is so bad, they just send in a, a SWAT team to just dismantle whatever is there. And they don't really do that. They just spawn cops on you and then yeah. you and run you away. And you see that happen in a cutscene in the very beginning of the game. Yep, right. yep. A ship flies in, lets down a bunch of troopers, and they demolish something. But... 
Yeah. That never really happens to you. You're in, you're incredibly indestructible, I guess, or impossible to fight. It's so odd. Where the game does so, succeed, though, is in the story, though, for sure, I would argue. Yeah. And I think I, I don't want to give like all the credit to one person, but the person who originally came up with Cyberpunk had a lot of, of input since the beginning of the since like 2012 so i think his world building and his original story and all of the things that he put into this game is what made it so successful in the first place it wouldn't be anywhere like nearly enjoyable if there wasn't a night city which is where the game takes place if there wasn't these store these these characters besides v which i think is kind of shallow the main character v but i i think his vision is what really brought this whole thing together yeah, the world is really, really incredible and and cool to look at and cool to think about. Like it's it's a really cool like Blade Runner like dystopian future sort of thing. Like, yep, it is. It is a melding of of everything you think of when you say when you hear the word cyberpunk. It is it is intense. <laughs> I don't know why that noise comes to my my head, but yeah. Hey. I said cyberpunk, you reacted with that noise, so we know it's... <laughs> yeah, so I, I wrote a little um, a little excerpt here for, for myself and for you guys about this topic, because I didn't choose this topic because I hate... The topic CGR. chose me. Exactly, the topic chose me. No, I, I don't hate this development team. They did lie, they did deceive people on purpose, and they did release a game that wasn't ready, but it, it has me overall satisfied with my own expectations and i'm more than willing to continue playing and enjoying the completed experience come february i'm gonna play it again this game has potential it's not everything that it could have been but i don't know we're gonna we're gonna see more and i chose this topic because it seems to me that building hype for a game years before it's is just simply a bad idea don't stop doing that stop yeah and the thing is, too, is they weren't promising these features with the intent of taking them away. They want those features in the game. They just yep. couldn't probably at some point or ran out of time. Exactly. I know it sounds weird for a game that took eight years, but it is such an ambitious project that they did definitely run out of time. And no, you're, yeah, you're you're on point with that when when you say that they they weren't out there to deceive people and and, and, and take things away. They just had so much time to develop this game. They kept thinking of newer and better things, and they they probably put them into works at one point and realized, okay, we can't do all of this. We want to. There's nothing we can do to remedy this. We just need to make the game and and see where the pieces fall, basically. like yeah. Yeah, They talked about it. They talked about it too much. Our hopes got way too high. People started thinking about things that were just not going to happen because other things were talked about. It just didn't help that this game was so far away from release and people were already expecting things from it. It didn't help at all. Right. And their previous game, The Witcher 3, which you mentioned briefly, it's not like, I mean, everyone calls that game a masterpiece. I didn't even like it. And that game was buggy as hell, too, to the point where there's a meme out of it. Like, so, <laughs> um, you know, his horse, Roach, right? Yep, I, yep um, I know exactly what you're talking so, about. Yeah, in the game, you know, when you need your horse, you can call him. I think you, like, whistle or something, and your horse comes up to you. Mm -hmm. um, and at least when the game first came out, I don't know if it still does this, but Roach would spawn on the roof of a building, and he couldn't come down. He'd be stuck <laughs> up there. And it it's so much of, a like, a meme within the Witcher community that in their card game, 
um, that they have called Gwent. The Roach card, the art is is uh, Roach on a roof. Like <laughs> they're embracing that meme oh, that man. they they had that pretty big bug in their game, The Witcher Three. So like CDPR is not like a stranger to having huge bugs in their game. So like that's not the shocking part to me in this. It's kind of just the fact that the game itself. I think it also kind of probably went through a change in um, what type of game they wanted it to be because the RPG elements are pretty light. I think they promised an RPG at first and kind of changed it to an action-adventure game at some point. Um, And so it's kind of an identity crisis there. And I was also reading something about the story going through probably a huge uh, change too in 2018 when they brought Keanu Reeves on. Um, because that gameplay demo that you talked about, um, at one point there's like a radio broadcast in the background that says, basically it says the character that Keanu Reeves ends up playing dies in 2076 or something. But in the final game, Johnny Silverhand died in 2023. So like 50 (laughs) years earlier. So there's this huge kind of possibility that they completely changed the story to add Kiana's character in which I think is fine because they he's a good character so like that's fine for a revision to happen but all these sort of pieces coming together cause problems yeah it it was it was literally just a like you said an identity crisis too many things that they want to do not enough things set in stone just yet sort of like with anthem I talked about that game. It suffered from having too many ideas and not using the time that they have to to nail those things into place. Yeah, they just they, they just had too much going for it. Unfortunately, kind of like us, we've got too much going for us here at the No Brainer Podcast. We got too much steam. Exactly, we're just too good at what we're doing. We just want to keep going. We have oh, too man. many offers for <laughs> joining podcast networks that we we just decided none of them. Yeah, we're we're out here by ourselves making our own brand. We don't need we we want we want offers. Just saying, Nintendo give us free stuff. Nintendo gives free. Yeah, if Nintendo wants to start a podcast, I don't know <laughs> if, if they're going to bring us on. But uh, yeah, we would have... and talk about anything Nintendo. We promise we'll do it. But uh, uh, yeah, so I think that's going to do it for us here at the No Brainer Podcast this week. We want to thank you all for listening. Um, if you uh, want to email us, uh, the podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at the NoBrainer Pod. Hit us up. We want to hear from you, please. Any let ideas, us, any comments. Let us know. We would, we would appreciate it. But uh, I think that's going to do it for us. So we'll uh, catch you later, Brainless. Peace out.